Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, early in the fourth quarter, the Lakers trail the Kings 106-80. to Uh, But again, it's not an in-season tournament game for the Lakers. It's the second game in back-to-back nights. I can't believe they didn't just forfeit. I mean, if it's not if it's not the pageantry of an in-season tournament game, why even showing up? I mean, I can't believe LeBron and AD are still in the game. You're down 26 in the fourth. I mean, did they really show up? I mean, what are they doing? No, that's it. This is like a, a waste of the minutes restrictions that we have on everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, and, and I mean this with all sincerity. I know it's a home game, and little Johnny and Susie may have gotten to this one, and it's all exciting, and blah, blah, blah. Who's all little Johnny? Crap. <laughs> little Johnny! Little you know, Johnny, Susie, no! Susie's brother. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the, Susie the from Curb? <laughs> if, we, if we need it to be, I mean, you guys are up to what? Episode five or six of season two. And Is by the Culber? way, Justin, who are we talking about here? <laughs> Alex, thank you. We're just talking about generalizations of a popular children's name, right? The old think of the children process of this that, you know, they might need to see a little bit of LeBron and AD play a game. I think they would have rather seen him in street clothes for this one. And for the Lakers, you, you tempt fate with this. Like, all right, we're going to have a bunco effort, but you guys are going to play 30-some-odd minutes while you're getting drubbed. I, I, I think it's bad business all around. When you A, you're trying to win the in-season tournament. This isn't helping you there. No. Uh, and the other is you're playing for playoffs and everything else. And we know uh, from history 
It repeats itself in this way, fellas. Once the injuries start, they don't go away. So you tempt fate when you add an extra 30-plus meaningless minutes when you're getting thrown into the third row trying to drive the lane. And plus, isn't there a rule that the NBA will throw out the results of games at the second of back-to-back nights when the first game happens to be an (laughs) in-season tournament game? I think that's a rule that's going to happen. I think they said that for the Lakers this year especially. Okay, that's good. I like that. Anytime we can add an extra page to the rules and fine print, maybe invisible ink. (laughs) Maybe it's like one of those Harry Potter things that we need to say some sort of spell to make it work. Uh, So far tonight for the Lakers, uh, LeBron has 21. Anthony Davis just had a three-point play that brought him to seven. Yeah. It's one of those you keep hitting refresh going, all right, they have an updated ADs, but nope, seven points for Anthony Davis. I don't know if you know this, Jason. It's not a tournament game. (laughs) No, I know. So are they they not back when it's not a tournament game? Can you not say they're definitely not back back tonight. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. All right. Uh, again, 106-86, Kings with the lead, 10 minutes to go. Uh, the other big result of the night, of course, the Knicks beating the Hawks. But we'll have more on these stories with Rick Buecher. Squeaked right by. <laughs> but maybe the quote of the year so far from NBA superstar James Harden. Now, last night, Harden played a little bit better than he had, but still, mm-hmm. the Clippers are now 0-5 in the James Harden era. They can't win. Look, we, we talked about it last night. Two ball-dominant guys in Harden and Westbrook. How is this going to start, right? You can't just assemble talent, throw it on the floor, and think it's going to work. That was going to struggle. That being said, if they could figure out the end of games a little bit more, then the Clippers were going to be fine. But the bottom line is James Harden just is not the same guy, and he's not in shape. And he actually addressed that following the game last night. James Harden, this is a, you know, Sports Illustrated had this earlier today. He was very honest about the shape he was in. Quote, I keep reiterating that I didn't have a training camp or a preseason. Kind of learning on the fly for a new team. Also getting myself into James Harden shape and game shape is very, very important. Tonight was definitely another step in the right direction. I keep improving. I wasn't really playing five-on-five. These are my practices. So he's getting himself into James Harden shape. Now, first thing I want to say is this. Isn't this normally James Harden shape? I mean, I don't understand. I've watched James Harden for a long time. He plays, he gets tired in the fourth quarter, and his teams wind up losing. That's kind of, that's James Harden shape. You look really good for three and a half quarters, and then you really just fall apart. This, at least, he's getting into James Harden shape earlier than it is. James Harden shape? I mean, if if I'm, if I'm like a, like Jack LaLanne or somebody who works out, (laughs) like if if I'm like a workout person and, 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 you know, then I say, hey, I want to get into that kind of shape. But if I'm James Harden, I don't want to say I get in James Harden shape. People go, James Harden shape? Who wants to be in James Harden shape? That's like bad shape. That's that's the equivalent of bad shape, and who wants that? By the way, I do like you uh, bringing up Jack LaLanne. Would you like to... Uh, explain to the good folks who Jack LaLanne is. Oh, I got to explain to, like, Generation Xers who Jack LaLanne is. Okay, I got I to gotta do that. Okay, all right. I got to, I got to, okay. It's like right. when you bring up Gary Beeman. Okay. Right. You know, <laughs> Gary Beeman. I, I was in the car for a couple of minutes, and I heard the exchange of Gary Beeman on AM570 LA Sports <laughs> a little bit early. That's pretty good. 
And I, and I thought during the game Fred was going to kill you. But that's a discussion for another time. Uh, yeah, James Harden getting into James Harden shape. I mean, he did all his usual offseason stuff. And even after the first loss, right, with the Clippers, didn't we see him in video from the club and waving and smiling and all? Uh, so it's not much of a change. And to, to your point, yeah, it's usually – by the fourth quarter, and certainly once we hit the playoffs, there's nothing left. He's tripping over his tongue because there's, there's not the stamina to, to work on both ends of the court and work those extra games. And you would think, as you're a guy that, that's older, just saying, I know my body. Yeah, I know my body, too. I don't respond as well to four or five hours of sleep as I did 15 years ago. Yeah, that I second that cup anymore. of coffee doesn't have the same juice that it once did. <laughs> I, would, I would think, as an NBA player, as you hit your mid-30s with the number of weary miles on your body, the number of uh, hits that you've taken legit or those that you've sold to a referee, those have taken their toll on your body, and you're not recovering, responding the same way, which means the diet, the sleep patterns, and the exercise patterns have to be a little bit ramped up. Why do you think LeBron's taking all the extra money he can from Tonal uh, to say, hey, look how ripped I am. Look, it's on my wall whenever I need it. Dude, it's way more than that for James Harden. This is why trading for James Harden comes with all the perils. He said, I didn't have a training camp of preseason. You know what? Not my fault. Not, you know, it was your fault that you decided, I'm not going to go to camp. I'm not going to go have a training camp. I'm not going to go have a preseason. And I'm not going to work out what I need to to get as close to NBA shape as possible. Now, look, I get when you're working out by yourself, you're not with a team. Are you getting in game shape? No, you're not. But you're in shape, and it's a little bit less of a an adjustment when you finally start playing. But he's throwing out there, yeah, no training camp, no preseason. He made, he, he's, he's intimating, I've done nothing. I'm just working it out right now, right? I'm not playing five on five. These are my practices. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out where I am going forward because I just decided to sit around and not do anything until I got traded. And I waited and I pouted, and now I'm going to work myself into shape. Um, you know what? The, the, these are big games you're missing already. And, and this is what I mean for James Harden didn't care enough to keep himself in shape. So when he got traded, when he gets ready, when I'm working out every day, so when that trade happens, I'm ready to go. That's not James Harden. That's sitting around waiting. Okay, now I got what I want. Now I'll go to work. I mean, that that's on him. But he makes it seem like, hey, 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 remember, I haven't had a preseason. You know what? No, not on me. Not on anybody else. That's on you not taking care of your body and not caring about what you do enough to want to be ready for whatever new team you go to. You knew you are going to get to the Clippers at some point, but you didn't care. You still said, nah, 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 I'll get in shape when I get there. Hey, they're expecting you to come in and play well, and you're trying to assimilate. Maybe you're playing on the ball. Maybe you're playing off the ball. The worst, the best thing you can do is at least be as ready as you can to play a lot of minutes. Nope, not going to do it because I don't feel like doing it. That's the perils, more of the perils of trading for James Harden, which is why I don't want anything to do with him because my team is not going to be better with him. I don't know why the Clippers thought suddenly, hey, we're going to get James Harden. You've watched James Harden every stop along the way. The teams don't win, and they want to move on from him. Suddenly you think it's going to be different with you? The Clippers, good luck, man. Good luck, Clippers. Good luck with all of this because you had all the evidence telling you this is who James Harden is, and still we're going to give up depth guys. We're going to give up bigs. We're going to give up draft picks. We're going to give it all up to bring in James Harden. You've seen the act before. Right? It's the old old, uh, parables. You know, you you teach about the – 
you know, insert animal here carrying other dangerous animal to across a river uh, saying, uh, you know, it's kind of dangerous. And then halfway home, he gets bitten, uh, ripped apart, whatever. It's like, ah, you knew what I was, didn't you? It's, you it's jackass. It's the scorpion and the frog. Yeah, it's the scorpion and the frog. That's, that's big. Well, but I mean, I've heard it with the, you know, the serpent, whatever else. But yeah, scorpion and the frog. Let's go with that one. Uh, you, you knew I was a scorpion, uh, and yet you took me here into the middle of the river. Now we're both going to die. <laughs> yeah, but it's in my nature. That's kind of the James Harden thing. You bring him in knowing that it's somewhere along the way it's taking a left turn. It's Wait, taking a left turn. I really want Ty Lue to say what you just said. And he brought us into the middle of the river and we all died. He's not far off. He stung all of us. One after another. When they've lost their 10th in a row with James Harden, he brought us to the middle of the river and he stung us and we all died. And he just gets up and walks off. I can't talk hey, anymore. I'm done. That would be the most honest assessment from a coach you'd ever hear. <laughs> you know who's close to saying that about James Harden? Who is? Kawhi Leonard, man. <laughs> he's getting he, – you can tell his, his, his looks on the court. He's ready to yeah. fight. I'll tell you, man, this is – you want to talk about a team that could absolutely blow up, it, it's the Clippers. They have so many stars on that team, and they have so many egos to figure out, and the Clippers just kept thinking – Year after year, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. This is what year seventeen of Kawhi and Paul George. We're still waiting for them to get healthy and play and play next to each other and all this stuff. You have Kawhi, who's on his own, who's always on his own timeline for anything. Paul George, who just goes out and plays and never takes responsibility, or does he seem like he really cares a lot about winning? And now you bring in James Harden, who doesn't care about anything, and Russell Westbrook, who's like, I can't believe this is where I am, that I'm coming off the bench for the Lakers, and now i got to split the ball with James Harden. This can blow up just spectacularly. I mean, I, I get the, the thought of, and I, I disagree with it, but I get the, hey, we put these four stars on the floor, things can be really good. But how is this going to work? You have four guys, and what do these four guys all have? have in common in the last three years underachieving all of them have underachieved the last four years you put four underachievers together you think that's the breakfast club man that's not that's not gonna win you games in the nba come on (laughs) exit how about a fresca exit swollen dome the jason smith show with my best friend mike Harmon, live from the tyrac.com studios tonight's show brought to you by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle rv boat atv and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com but what does rick buecher think of the clippers and the lakers and what we've seen so far in the must watch nba in-season tournament. All the big NBA news coming up next with Rick Buecher. Keep it right here. Jason and Mike, you are listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Fired. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever 
wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, I'm a fun guy. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. That's discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Well, the Lakers in a bit of a comeback. They trail the Kings now by nine with two and a half to go. We'll have more on this game coming up in a few minutes, but joining us on the hotline now, nobody better than to discuss the Clippers with Harden, the Sixers without Harden, Draymond getting a five-game suspension, and the ascension of the New York Knicks and Julius Randle. It is Fox Sports 1 NBA Insider, host of the On the Ball podcast. It is Rick Buecher. Rick, what's happening, buddy? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I'm watching Keegan Murray personally try to give the Lakers a chance in this game. But uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think even he can pull that off. Um, and so uh, we, get, we get a little excitement here at the end. But, uh, yeah, other than that been interesting times interesting times 
I mean, look, uh, look, Rick, I mean, I look at this game for the Lakers, and of course they're going to have a bad night tonight. They don't, have the, they, they don't have the normal jump you get from playing an in-season tournament game. How do you go from playing the high level of the in-season tournament game last night against the Grizzlies with all kinds of stakes out there, and you come yeah. back for some candy regular season game the next night? You can't expect the Lakers to do that, nor any team should you expect to do that. It's so it's so true. I, I think it's actually when you miss out on the like the the garish the uh, the eyeball searing court. Um, <laughs> there's something that kind of just gets you juiced up when you're, you're blinded, right? You just you can't quite see, so you just you get angry and you play hard, and you have no idea where you're going. But it it, it makes it exciting. And then once you take that off, it's sort of like ah, you know what? I, I'm not feeling the pain behind my my orbital socket the same way I, I'm I think I'm just gonna I think I'm gonna take it easy tonight uh, so I think there's there's definitely that I, I actually I don't I don't have a problem against the in-season tournament to be honest with you I just wish that they would and I, maybe maybe this is why they did it the way they did it I wish that they would just like okay for the next three weeks we're gonna play the in-season tournament like these are all these games part of the regular season. But it's for the in-season tournament. That's what we're doing. I think the reason that they sprinkled them in is because they didn't want to find out right away that nobody gives a rat's ass about the in-season tournament. They just like let's sprinkle it in, and then you can't write, you can't tell, and then maybe when we get to the championship game, there will be some indication that that the teams and fans and everybody cares. But I don't know. I, I outside of the courts uh, being different. It's been really hard for me to distinguish, like what an in-season in-season tournament game is and what is a regular season game. Maybe you guys have detected something, uh, something else, but uh, it's besides been hard the court, for me to you discern. Mean? You, besides, besides the court, yeah. besides the garage, yes. the garage yeah. court that you referred to. Look, no, we yeah. talked about this in the beginning of the season. Make it mean something. Stop the regular season, and for the yeah, for the next tooth, whatever it's going to be, we're playing yeah. a tournament. We're giving away a big trophy. Here's the big yep. check for everybody. Everybody yeah. gets whatever it is. Make it really worth something. So, hey, man, the NBA's playing their in-season tournament, but instead it's like, oh, tonight's uh, the court shows it that way, and the social media accounts say it's right. a game in-season tournament. Right. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Doing. Right, right. It's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday. So, oh, today's the in-season. Okay, okay. So let, um, yeah. Um, it's Thursday. Oh no, it's not an in-season tournament. Okay. Uh, oh, Friday. Okay, Friday. Now, yeah. It's like I don't know. Look, anytime you introduce something new, it, it there's going to be growing pains, and and I get where they they want to make the regular season, more regular season games matter. I think they've done a great job in terms of the, uh, the, the, the play in, in games that obviously has stopped the tanking at the end of the year. Uh, and they're not, you know, people are like, they should only play 60 games, whatever. Like, yeah, that would be a, a solution. It would also be a huge chunk of revenue that you're giving up. And so, I honestly don't see where they're going to change uh, the number of games that they play in a year anytime soon. They're going to try to find other ways to make all of them matter. And they just, they haven't figured it out for this part of the season quite yet. 
And then you have the fun of whether Netflix decides to ju- jump in with a giant pile of money. That's always the, the next uh, <laughs> entry to this. But, Rick, you mentioned yeah. you know how difficult it is to try to get things together when you know it's a first iteration. Uh, we've seen this act with James Harden before, and now uh, well, the losses are mounting. Ty Lue is aging rapidly. Kawhi yeah. Leonard is, is looking <laughs> like he's, he's ready to, uh, I don't know, go Hulkamania in the 80s on yeah. the rest of his squad um yeah how how much time do we give this before we call it a failure i'm glad that you noticed uh the the aging of ty lu my god has he gone gray he's gone gray faster than some president oh no he's like that president he's like when you saw obama right before and then obama it's like oh wow look at that oh my goodness yeah yeah i think george bush went through the same thing like he was oh yeah he was dark haired and then he was he was old silver fox by the time he got done with his term and uh and we're seeing we're we're seeing the snow gather upstairs on Tai Lu that's for sure um i i i here's the question like you said when when do we decide that the experiment has failed like i don't know how many people came into it thinking that the that the experiment was going to succeed uh and and then if we're going to talk about it it, it succeeding were we really thinking that they were going to be a championship caliber team that that adding james was going to make them better than the denver nuggets or the boston celtics or yeah i I just you know we we could go down the line i think this is a great issue uh and i don't want to put it all on james because i i don't know that there would have been anything dramatically different with this team if they hadn't made the deal uh for for harden but in making the deal and having four guys that you have to play the kind of minutes that you have to play when they're of their caliber now you have less minutes for the energy guys and the worker bees and and those are an important part of of any successful winning team is you need those guys who can play and affect the game without the ball. Well, how, can we say that about Kawhi Leonard? We, we could in his heyday because he was really good defensively. Uh, he, he doesn't put the same uh, energy and effort uh, in, in at that end of the floor. Uh, James Harden can't say the same. Uh, Russ Westbrook can't say the same. Paul George is really the only player that I can look at and go, you know what, he still has – uh, times where he looks like a great player. The other three guys look like good players. And so I think our expectation is because of the names and what they've accomplished in their careers, that these are four great players. And and they think that they're four great players. And when you're not great, you have to do the little things. You have to execute. You have to share the ball. You have to, like – you have to be efficient. You have to uh, follow a game plan. You defensively have to be on a string. And these guys think they're like, they can out talent people and they don't have the talent to do that at this point. So what they're going through right now is a result of, they had a certain way of playing. They've gotten comfortable with it. They had, you know, essentially the same team back from last year and they had a way of playing. And then you bring James in and James is, you know, as he, as he told us coming in, I am not a system player. I am the system. So now you got everybody trying to acclimate to a new system that doesn't necessarily work. And you don't have other guys who necessarily look at themselves as system players. You can only have, like, you got to have a hierarchy. Not everybody can be at the top of the organizational chart. And that's the way the Clippers 
uh, not only are built right now, but that's the way that they think of themselves. And it just, you know, whether it's having four presidents or no president and four vice president, how do you want to, whatever want to look at it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Those those kind of corporations generally don't get a whole lot done. And that's what I would say the Clippers are. Rick, let me ask the quick obvious follow-up to this because we could put it on Wikipedia. Uh, how would you describe James Harden's shape? oh god you know it's it's um the uh, have you ever seen in in uh, smoking lounges you have like a leather couch okay the the kind of overstuffed leather couch where every every uh Everything has sort of a curvature to it, sure. and it's a little soft and pillowy, and it's very comfortable. It's like buttery soft. Like you've, in fact, I'm sitting on. Like I have a little leather coach uh, couch in my in my studio. I'm sitting on one right now. The couch, my couch right now, feels like James Harden looks. <laughs> Good luck putting that on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. You know why? I, 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 I did my power rankings for FoxSports.com this week. Um, I my lead was the Philadelphia uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have soared since soared like a, a hot air balloon since cutting loose the human uh, sandbag that is James Harden. So if he's not a couch, <laughs> if he's not a couch, uh, he's literally a sandbag. sandbag. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's an image right there. You really paint you a know, picture there, Rick Bugle. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to clip this off, Rick, and we're going to send it to Ty Lu, and then we're going to videotape him opening it and listening to it and watch him age uh, as he's actually watching and see the gray hairs just grow even more. On, I feel, on... I do feel bad for Ty Lue. I think he's a very, very good coach. I do question, you know, I, I, I've asked people. Um, I don't know that he's been great with these stars at holding them accountable. I think the best coaching that Ty did was when Kawhi and PG were hurt and the and the and the Clippers were still winning. Remember they went to the Western Conference Finals with Kawhi out, and I, and I think a big part was that Ty was comfortable uh, making demands and holding the line with the complementary players. And whether it's still kind of a you know a a a, uh, a result a residual effect of not being a star player as a head coach, as being that guy that Allen Iverson stepped over, like that, that he just doesn't, for whatever reason, doesn't feel like he can go at these guys the same way. That That's a missing part of this. And so I think one of the other issues that they have here is they may have a little bit of a mismatch between the coach and, and all that star power. And, 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 and maybe nobody else could get it done either, but um, I, I'm, I'm going to put a little bit on his plate as much as I respect him as a coach because I do not think that those guys have been held accountable to the level that they need to be. Rick, at some point, does Kawhi Leonard say something? 
does he step up or whether it's public behind closed doors and go, hey, we've been trying this, man, for a while. Nothing is working. We've been trying this for a long time. Or does, does he try to get everybody in line? Is, it, is there something that could come a bolt out of the blue, something like that? Well, he kind of built this thing. I mean, it really, they've, they've done his bidding to this point in terms of how they built this team, the core of this team. And, uh, you know, whether it's bringing Russ in, he signed off on that. Bringing James in, he signed off on that. And I, I think, honestly, the real question for me is, because you got, um, you know, I, I don't, Everybody was like, oh, hey, the Clippers, we know what's going to happen with the Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George are, you know, potential free agents. And my first thought was, where are they going to go? Like, I, 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 if I'm the Clippers, the question for me is not, can I keep Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? The question for me as the Clippers is, do I want to keep Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? And, and, and if so, at what price? Because to your point, like, it hasn't worked to this point. Do I want to spend the next three, four years still chasing the same dragon that I chased for the last three, four years with these guys? I mean, they've had a, they've had a pretty good runway to try to make something happen. And I, and I know how I felt when they first put it together. I was like, oh, hey, wow, this, like, finally the Clippers could be meaningful. And, but it has not worked. And so the real question I have is, do you, you know, do you, do you stay with it, or you you tear the bandaid off and go? You know what? We thought it was going to work. We went and got guys that would never be Clippers as free agents before, but we're going to have to find another way because this this formula, this blueprint, did not work. He's on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, Fox Sports One Insider. Check out the On the Ball podcast. Uh, on the Ball podcast, your new one, Julius Randle, the resurgence. What what, what do you got coming up? Uh, I got I got a few other things I got to get to first. So okay. uh, yeah, that's somewhere on the list. I just uh, can't can't quite see that far down. All but right, very. I'll, I'll let you know when it when it when it comes into view. All right, is it Draymond in professional the first, wrestling? Be the first to know. <laughs> Thanks so much, Rick. We'll talk to you next week. Cheaters, yo. Cheaters, yo. <laughs> Great stuff from Rick Buecher, as it always is. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Mercifully for the Lakers, it is over at the Crypt for the latest on that game and the rest of the night in sports. We have what's trending with Brian Fenley, BF. Uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, the biggest story of the day in the NBA. We got a big suspension for one of the biggest stars. Is it right? That's straight ahead right here. Jason and Mike, this is Fox Sports Radio. New, new. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I hate that song. Live from the TireRack.com studios, where we'll get to a big NFL story coming up in a few minutes, an injury that maybe changes the course of the season, but... Before the action began in the NBA tonight, we got the big hammer falling on Draymond Green. Warriors forward got a five-game suspension for his, almost, uh, for his actions last night in a brawl against the Minnesota Timberwolves. In case you missed it, and just because we love to play the T-Wolves call of this play, uh, this is what <laughs> happened after the opening tip last night between Minnesota and Golden State that resulted in Draymond Green's ejection and now a five-game suspension. Tom Moore then at Indianapolis. The offensive uh, line, you got a busted play here. And then, oh, no. and then Sanchez gets hit. The ball is loose, and you know, it's I'm alive. Gonna, I'm going to hear Tom Moore's name the rest of my life. and not. I'm, I'm hear someone say Tom or Tom Moore and think, ah, butt fumble, ah, butt fumble. That's going to happen. I'm He's going to fumble the football. It's going to happen to me rest of my life. He's going to forklift him, guys. Forklift him and just what yeah. Reggie White used to do to people. Forklift him. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> appreciate that. We appreciate this, you for mentioning it, Mike. Thanks, Mike. This is what was happening and how it went down last night just after tip off. Ant pulls up on a straightaway three. It's off the front rim. No, and the rebound to Draymond Green. Ant did not have. Oh, Jaden McDaniels and Clay Thompson are throwing punches at one another. They got to be separated. Now someone's got Rudy in a headlock. It's Draymond. Someone get that dude in a headlock. Two teams have to be separated. Jaden is hot. Rudy got tackled to the floor. 
somehow Draymond just got Rudy around the neck from behind. Well, if he couldn't hate Draymond Green anymore, just add this to the list. <laughs> hate, hate, Everybody hate, hates hate, Draymond hate. so much. And now add this to the list. Uh, Wolves Radio Network on the call. And Draymond gets a five-game suspension. We said last night it's got to be a long one because he was out of control. And he jumped in the middle of this. He flew in from behind, moving faster to put Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Then he's moved up court while the clock was ticking in a game in probably about five years. I, I don't think I've seen him move that fast in quite a long time. But Draymond gets a suspension, and the official statement, he was suspended five games without pay for, quote, escalating an on-court altercation, forcibly grabbing Rudy Gobert around the neck in an unsportsmanlike and dangerous manner. When when have you ever grabbed a guy by the neck in a sportsmanlike manner? Yeah, Yeah, usually when you grab that, there's no sportsmanlike way you by the neck. You literally would need to be in an MMA or wrestling match for that to be, quote, sportsmanlike. Yeah. And even then, Gorilla Monsoon might be a little upset at you. Or I'm trying to demonstrate to you, like like in Napoleon Dynamite, grab my arm, the other arm, my other arm. I mean, unless, you, unless you're doing something like that, yeah, you're always forcibly grabbing someone by the neck. Uh, I think this is absolutely just by the NBA. You like the five the right games? Punishment. I like the five games. It's early in the season. And, you know, look, it's an in-season tournament, in tournament game, so maybe you have tempers are flaring a little bit more. They, they helped him out a little bit on that. But it's early in the season. You give him five games. It gets his attention. It gets the league's attention. He knows the next time I get suspended, it's going to be way more. It's going to be ten games or more. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. It's a lengthy suspension. I, was, I thought the NBA, look, I said it needed to be long, and the NBA would come up and say one or two games, and Draymond's going to appeal, and it would be some mousy kind of way. The NBA sort of uh, puts out a little bit of jurisprudence. But, no, I, I, I like the five games. I, all of that going into it. Early in the season, it's Draymond. Everybody sees it. He knows. No, I kind of dig the five games. I think they did it right. Yeah, I think it just comes back to are we doing full blank slate or does your history come with you? And, no, I'm not including the uh, punch of Jordan Poole because everybody seemed to be okay with that <laughs> from last preseason. And then, obviously, with this with Rudy Gobert, and I, n- neither side seemed terribly concerned with breaking it up. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, there's Draymond being Draymond. Just because people don't like Rudy Gobert doesn't mean that it was They right. have a liking That's problem with man. him. <laughs> Still having issues. They... Th- Look, you look at guys walking alongside. It's like, come on, just let him go. <laughs> let him go. <laughs> come on. Instead of forcibly trying to remove him. But, yeah, five games, about eight hundred grand when it's all said and done. I, I thought it would have been a little bit more, again, owing to the history of Draymond. But he is a star. Uh, it is early in the season. You haven't accumulated a ton of uh, points slash t- technical fouls or whatever to this point. And let's face it. Uh, you you want all stars on the game and and people that move the needle whenever you can. So yeah, you got that because Steph was in street clothes. You mentioned the stat earlier. What is that? Seven of the last eleven Steph has missed. Draymond's gotten himself kicked out. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I don't want to stay, man. I'm done. We're not going to win this game. What am I doing here? I could I could be I could be I could be I could be showered, changed, and ready to go for a nice post game meal. Maybe go to that great sushi place we like. Who? Knows? But I'll be ready to go right after the game is up. Don't have to talk to the media. Don't have to do anything else. I'd be ready to go right after the game. Boom! We're out. We're in a car and we're gone right after the game. 
I'm not working with these damn kids. I'm done. <laughs> I need some man, nobody, proper nobody villains and veterans me. up in here, man. Nobody tells me Steph is not going to play until I actually get on the floor. Like Steph is dressed in his uniform, and Draymond goes out there for warm-ups, and then Steph changes back into his street clothes. Hey, I'm not playing tonight, man. I just, just want – you can't rest, too, because if I rest. So uh, you guys got to go play. Oh, no, no, I no, rest. no, no, no. Wait, I'm wait, out. what I'm if out. I wanted to rest? <laughs> Well, see, Ricky Bobby, how could you rest if I rest? See what I mean? Like, like I got to rest, so you got to play. So that, that's how it goes. I got to rest, you got to play. That's how it is. Uh, exit, how about a fresca? Exit, Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. We'll have more NBA coming up next hour, but straight ahead, we got a double barrel of big NFL stories coming your way. We have yet another development on Aaron Rodgers, and coming up next – a huge injury that could affect the playoff chase in a large way, or will it? That's next. Tyrac.com Studios here on Fox. Huge. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 